0: Today on the Zabe what happens when you change conferences for the money, and then end up blowing all the money and then some, trying to desperately hang with the big boys in football? The dismayed voice of Maryland alum Ron Thomas will tell you all about it. Vontez Perfect has been finally kicked out of the league, and the magical moment of the PGA Tour Sunday you probably missed. Your bonus, forty minutes of gloriously uncensored me, is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Tuesday, October 1st, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Of course, of course, of course this would happen. I got an email I thought it might have been a text, it might have been a tweet. I can't find it now, but I know it's from my friend. Friend. I know it's from one of my longtime listeners and hardcore P1 fans. Although he's a bit salty at times. He posts on Zabe.com and a lot of other places. TikTok he goes by. And I met TikTok at, uh, a, ran, at, at a golf course back in the spring in Wisconsin. And I was playing there. And he was like, hey. And he recognized me and he's like, I'm TikTok, that guy who's always posting messages on your blog posts. I'm like, oh, TikTok, good to meet you. I like I like your comments. Salty at times, but okay. TikTok said, Zabe, with all due respect, the way you open Monday's podcast with the rundown of NFL games, ah, I don't need it. I think most of your listeners don't need it either. They've already spent all day Sunday glued to the couch watching ESPN. They already know everything that happened in games. Oh, and this came after I got the email from somebody saying, hey, man, I don't like the fact you really talk about the NFL games on Monday Monday morning. You know, I spent an hour plus going through every box score, looking at things, reading the recaps, watching the highlights, making some notes, trying to deliver it in a nice, snappy, crisp way. Now I've been told, no, no, nobody wants that shit. Okay, let me give you this shit. How about the story? This is... I don't know why, why does life work this way sometimes? A man running a 50K race dies, just steps from the finish line. Oh, my God. Uh, This guy was running a 50K race, which is almost uh, a little bit longer than a marathon. And he's literally just 100 or so feet from the finish line, lightning bolt out of the sky, bam, dead, gone. Come on, man. How can that be? What? Why? Why? Felicity Huffman's daughter will be allowed to retake the SAT. This is because, according to investigators, she had no idea that her mom had been paying off the proctors behind her back to help bump up her grade. She apparently is now working two jobs and uh, working towards getting back into college. I do genuinely feel bad for Felicity Huffman's daughter. She seems like a nice kid who isn't a publicity whore like Lori Loughlin's daughters, don't have YouTube channels, and just legitimately didn't know that mom was being snowplow mom without her knowing it. So, But I may be wrong. She may be a bitch, but... That's tough. Assuming she's a decent person, this daughter, what a shitty thing to have happen to your life to be in that kind of a spotlight and to be the subject of that much scorn in our online society at such an age for doing basically nothing wrong. At least she didn't think she was doing anything wrong. Then there's this. Stormy Daniels is going to get four... $150,000 from the city of Columbus, Ohio after being arrested at a strip club appearance a year ago. Oh, my fucking God. Apparently, this case was cooked up from the beginning. A couple of vice cops in a unit that's now been disbanded said, let's go ahead and make sure we, you know, in a sting... We charge Stormy Daniels, who at the time was suing President Trump, let's make sure to pinch her in a bust for not quite prostitution, but for some little ticky-tack illegal touching in a strip club in Columbus, Ohio. The charges were quickly dropped, but Stormy Daniels and her lawyers, I don't think this would be a Michael Avenatti production, sued, saying she was targeted and this was ridiculous, and guess what? The city of Columbus said, you know what? Okay, here, just have nearly half a million dollars over a quick arrest. This, hua to get a half a million dollars on a vice cop raid gone bad, holy shit. I know the city wastes a lot more money on a lot dumber shit than this. I'd be livid as a taxpayer that they even tried this thing, and yeah, I do think it was... A, a sort of a payback thing that you know the uh, Columbus Police Department, probably being pro-Trump, said, "Oh, looks like Stormy Daniels is coming to town. Let's go ahead up and set it. Let's go ahead and set up a sting in which we charge her with uh, illegal physical contact in a adult nude dancing establishment or whatever the case may be." Of course. Winning is nice, as Mr. X has taught us. What's even nicer? Getting paid. We shall see. couple emails here. You can always reach me, Zabe, at yahoo.com. This one from Chad Carter in Ankeny, Iowa. Long distance request, he says, a la Casey Kasem. But skip the dedication. With all the grievances being filed by Antonio Brown, nine, in fact, that is a new NFL record. I think every fan of yours wants to hear a five to ten minute segment on your ZabeCast addressing each grievance as the ghost of Al Davis. That could be gold, Jerry. Gold. I tell you what, my kid, my stupid kid signed this guy. He's crazy. Should have pushed him out of that hot air balloon before he even landed. A raider facility. This kid's going to blow my whole inheritance before they even make it to Vegas. Idiot. Anyway, enjoy the daily installments in the Football Five Ways Friday. Awesome work, keep it up, Chad Carter and Kenny, Iowa. P.S. I'm not rooting for the Skins to go in 16, but if they f- went five and 11 or worse, that would be just fine by me. If you catch my drift, five and 11, meaning Spurrier. Yep, five and 11, not too good. Anthony Dinga writes to say, Zabe, I can't tell you how much I love you. Are looking live on Fridays. Good pacing this year, good interaction with the boys, etc. However, one detail that bugs me every week is this. You have a college you are looking live in the open. It's Brent doing a college game at Memorial Stadium in Columbia, Missouri. Why, oh, why are you using that college intro for your NFL segment? Can you please edit the opening and replace it with Brent introducing an NFL matchup in an old or a current stadium? If you need one, here's one from 1988. Go in about 27 seconds. He sends me the YouTube link. And here's another one at RFK. There's a bunch of more out there. If you need one with Brent really yelling it, I'd be happy to track it down for you. Oh, and if you're editing it, I'd suggest you add a Pat Summerall call from RFK. Always a great show. Sincerely, Tony Dinga. Tony, I agree. That does bug me. It is out of place and inaccurate, and I can't stand it. I won't stand it. I'm going to fix it. Thank you for the links. That said, don't start adding shit to my list of things to do. Like, oh, and you need to put summer all in there, and you need to do this, you need to do that, blah, blah, blah. Dan Harmon from Erie, PA writes, Zabe, longtime fan, been listening to you for many years. Back when you were on Fox Sports, I listened most mornings. These days, I catch your podcasts or tune in on radio or on tune in radio. Let me correct that. Even though I'm a lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan and a Democrat, you are the best wordsmith I've ever had the pleasure of listening to. When I listen to the talking heads on national TV and radio, I am astounded that you are not on that platform anymore. In fact, you would be the perfect third man in the booth on Monday Night Football. Yeah, but the problem is, I'd be too brutally honest. I'd be witheringly sarcastic. I would call it like it is, like a modern-day Howard Cosell. And they would say, who is this guy? He's way too honest. He says ass a lot and road wins. We, We don't do that here, man. The only people I feel are worthy of listening to are you, Angelo Cataldi from WIP in Philly and Colin Cowherd. In that order, thank you for the many years of laughs. I'm looking forward to many more. Dan Harmon, Erie PA. Thank you very much, Dan. I really appreciate it. And then there's this from Miles Byrne in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Steed, hello. With most teams completing now four games in the NFL, there will likely be a lot of talk about how things stand at the, quote, quarter poll of the NFL season. I'm sad to report this term is being used incorrectly. The term quarter pole comes from horse racing and signifies there is one quarter mile left in the race. So the appropriate use for the term quarter pole as it pertains to the NFL season would be after week 13. Oh, and Dr. Nick Riviera says, hi, everybody. Not hello, everybody. Come on, man. Tighten up. I thought you were a Simpsons fan. As always, love the show and talk more golf. Miles Byrne, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We'll talk golf with Ron Thomas in just a second, but guess what, Miles? Here's what I'm going to do for you. You just made fuck that guy for this week. Hey, this fuck that guy goes out to Miles Byrne, who's got way too much time on his hands to correct podcasters about little itty-bitty shit nobody cares about. (laughs) Just kidding, Miles. Thank you for that. I will adjust my sales accordingly, and I will cease and desist with repeating said mistakes. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play, where you know when you win you're going to get paid, because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this: My Bookie, MyBookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games. An excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at MyBookie, and the problem is fixed like that. MyBookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. hello steve the hoosier has arrived Ronnie thomas how we doing brother doing great doing great certainly more than a hoot more a hoosier than i am a terrapin lately well you know you love both equally well i not about equally you love them both i mean look you born in indiana went to maryland probably didn't like the fact they got thrashed by penn state were you at the game by the way
1: No, I wasn't. I was at my son's soccer game, which was a lot more entertaining, more competitive, (laughs) less one-sided. In fact, I had a lot of my friends, you know, that were at the game, fellow parents who said, I'm surprised you're not at the game. And I said, are you kidding me? I'm not going to go watch that. I know the ending.
0: (laughs) Once upon a time, that program was competitive with uh, Penn State. Used to be a big border war, you know, Uh, recruiting wars between the state of Pennsylvania and Maryland. Yep, and they
1: used to play it at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. When that, you know, when it was Maryland game, they didn't play it at Bird Stadium, which of course is no longer Bird Stadium. Right. They changed the name to Maryland Stadium because. Oh, that's Bird,
0: right.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the student council caught wind of the fact that Bird, former uh, Terrapin standout athlete back in the early 1900s, and then became the university president. played in the played major league baseball professional football everything was a good person except his views in the 50s were equal but separate when it came to race relations so he was a segregationist and the student council caught wind of that and they uh, labeled him a racist and changed the name of the stadium which it had been since 1950 bird stadium yeah and it's now Maryland Stadium. So, whatever.
0: Well, there. That's, that's, there you go. The, time. the yeah, world is such the a times. world is such a better place because of that now. <laughs> yes. Well, what well they done, used students.
1: But yes, you're right. The Penn State rivalry has always been, well, not always because it's been lopsided more than not, but it was always an exciting affair because we knew that the the Maryland Terrapins were going to show up and they were going to fight till the end. In fact, one of the best football games I've ever been to was the final time they played in Memorial stadium in Baltimore before they tore it down. And, uh, Maryland lost, I believe by three. And it was one of the best football games I'd ever seen. And then, you know, you transition that to the game on Friday night, which by the way, Maryland had 13 days to prepare for after coming off the defeat or the loss to temple after of course, winning their first two games, everybody knows the story because it was so shocking how mu- how many points they scored? Of course, they were playing Howard, which is no good. And then the second team they beat, I, I honestly can't even remember. And then they play Temple. Tem- they lose to Temple. Syracuse. And then Tem- they played Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse yes. Yeah. Pummeled Syracuse. But then they lose to Temple, and then Temple loses to Buffalo. And, of course, I know Buffalo's decent. They've had good Mac football over the last few years but then to lose 59 to nothing at home with 13 days to prepare in front of a national audience on FS1. The fervor was insane up at the, at the school. People came back from, I had several friends, friends who traveled back from Chicago, Nebraska, New York, all to, the, to see this game, hungry for it. And to shit the bed the way they
0: did. 59. Here's the thing, though. I mean, didn't even here's score. A, here's the thing. Football's yeah. hard. Football is hard to be really good at, and it takes such a commitment from your university's athletic department, and it takes gobs of money. And even then, programs sometimes fall into a ditch and have a hard time getting out. Look at Nebraska.
1: True. Awful what happened. they third down 35 to nothing at halftime. And the crowd, you know, it's packed. What, 371 consecutive sellouts.
0: And they had college game stadium. day there as well. And there's just, you wonder, well, why can't Nebraska get up. They've fallen. They can't get up. They've got this coach who's the prodigal son. They're bringing them back. Frost warnings and everything else. They've got the institutional muscle. They've got the commitment to football. They've got the whole Midwest that they can draw from. Can't seem to get it going. It's hard. They're not the only other program. Florida State is in that spot right now. Florida is down. Yep. Uh, Miami is down. But Steve,
1: is it a a matter of these teams that used to be good football teams not you know is it just a matter of them you know it's hard sure like you say to win and they have the money and this and that but is i feel it is so extreme the other way that the clemsons the ohio states the alabamas these teams are and the georgias these teams are so stacked and so loaded with prospects that are
0: they have broken free they those three programs plus Georgia but let's put an asterisk on Georgia because Georgia has always fallen short when it matters the most whether under Mark Richt or now under uh, Kirby Smart but but Ohio State even though most times when they're on the biggest of stages they can't hang with the speed of the SEC they are a juggernaut program that just keeps coming at you. Yep. Everyone else, they, though, everyone else, though, they they ride the wave. They're up. They're down. They struggle. They're here. They're there. Even the LSUs of the world have their ebbs and flows, and so much of it depends on quarterbacking, you know? True. But, Steve, what, what I'm speaking more from a standpoint. I uh,
1: You know, when you first – when we first answered the phone, I said, I'm more of a Hoosier than a a Terrapin. And it's not so much the result of this game. It is the institutional dismay that we experience as alumni on a daily basis. At Maryland. At at University of Maryland.
0: Well, you were very – yeah, you were angry uh, when Under Armour said, rip up that natural grass field and put in our plastic stuff, which I don't get it. They had a good field, I thought.
1: they had a great field. It was a wonderful field. Now the people will say, well, that's trite. We're talking about a field. Who cares? Well, it, it, I mean, what does Alabama play on? What does Clemson play on? What does LSU play on? What do all, What does Georgia play on? They all play on natural turf. It's, it's just more appealing. It's more appeasing. And it was too much of a change at the time. It was too much for us to handle. We loved it the way it was. Uh, and again, people say it's just a field. Well, it wasn't. It I'm was trying to think have- of
0: other outdoor-only stadiums that have synthetic in college football.
1: Well, Notre Dame has it. Michigan oh. has it, and it's the and of course Notre Dame is a, uh, an Under Armour school. Michigan is not, but they went to the turf Michigan that's went more because to of enough. the, we- yeah. it's because of the weather though. Well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the weather when,
0: right now, now in the Midwest, it's going to rain like a motherfucker in the big 10. Like those yes. rain games in, in Indiana and Michigan are like the stuff of legend. So yes. I get it there because the fields get really sloppy. One thing I was saying to somebody, I go, man, it never rains in the sec or so it seems.
1: It's true. It's so true. It seems like every time you watch (laughs) that seven that seven thirty kickoff, whether it's like Mississippi State against Auburn, you turn it on and the pom poms are going and the crowds going, the sun is setting. And it's just spectacular. It's gorgeous. I just wish I could experience it. Well, and go. I don't mean getting in an airplane and going down there and being a stranger just, and watching. Let's just go. So, let's
0: just go as two creepy middle-aged strangers. Yeah. us right, right, right. Let me no, hard, hold on. So yeah. to,
1: let, let me let me do something here to dig deeper. The dismay comes because of the fact that they fired Ralph Friedgen in 2010. This guy was on had this football program on the path. He was there from 2001 to 2010. He had a record of 75 and 50, 43 and 37 in the conference. And in his 10 years, he went to seven bowl games. And his first three years, he went to the orange bowl. I was at that game. We got pummeled by, uh, by Florida. But then the second year we went to the peach bowl. We won. We went to the Gator bowl. We won. Then we had a couple years, a little down. Then we go to the champ sports bowl. We win. Losing the Emerald Bowl, humanitarian bowl, we win, and then the military bowl, we win, and that's in 2010. And that is when he goes nine and four. There's talk about him losing his job. All of a sudden, his job is safe again. He's the ACC Coach of the Year. He gets so he his staff becomes so good that he loses four guys from his staff to other schools. So it makes him a bit of a lame duck. You know, he doesn't get the credit. They don't think it's so much him as much as the assistants. And he's heavy. He's heavy. He weighs almost 400 pounds. Kevin Anderson couldn't stand it. He was sloppy, he thought. He didn't represent the university in a good way. And instead of extending his contract, he fires him. This was a former Maryland football player. This was a Maryland graduate. And for me, it was a fraternity brother and a close friend. I would consider Ralph a close friend. And for him to be let go the way he was, and then to hire Randy Etzel, from connecticut see kevin anderson wanted to make a statement higher he wanted to say all right i'm new here this guy freigen i'm going to bring in someone new and i'm going to shock the world and i'm going to look like an all-star so he that's brings what, in that's
0: what all new yeah. managers and new administrators do. and we've they talked bring about in their you're guys. right you're right and in it was every a, walk it's a of disaster life. Yeah. just terrible terrible well,
1: decision terrible anyway. decision so but now, now we're suffering. Uh, and now they're building a hundred and ninety-six million dollar indoor practice facility and state of the art. Are they really? Oh, it's it's For the football? old Cole, the coal field house where they should still be playing basketball, which is a wonderful old field house that of course small Allen still they, exists. What are they doing with that? Well, they they'll the actual basketball court is now the indoor football field, but the rest of the building, which used to house athletic offices and some actual classrooms and some training rooms. It is now going to be this $196 million state-of-the-art football house is what it's called.
0: Football and house.
1: See, yeah, football house, football facility. What does that they're mean? Have- what do we, well, if you can't I run know.
0: around, like, uh, they're going put turf down over Coalfield House is court? Well, it's already done. Oh, no, it it's is. Already, so it's, it's already a short, yeah, so it's it's a an, short
1: field. No, it's a hundred yards of football no, practice. They, they inside
0: the coal field.
1: I can't believe you don't know about this. They got the it. Let about me, this. let me end with this. So they, the initial estimate is 155 million. Okay. They claim, they tell Kevin Anner, or Kevin Plank from Under Armour who gives them 30 million. And Kevin says, here's 30 million. I'm going to be the root of this campaign. Here you go. And the university says, all right, through private donations, we're gonna get the rest. They got sixty million total, including Kevin's thirty. So that's thirty million in addition. The the estimate it's now 196 million. So Guess what they have to do to cover they're, it? They're a little Their light. Bonds bonds are issued now. Guess why we are in the Big Ten, Steve? Because of all the bonds for the initial football renovation, which was 50 million. And the building of the Xfinity Center, where the basketball team plays, which again is a so, shit hole. So it's in other words, hole.
0: so in other words, the temptation of let's join the Big Ten because they're going to cut us a nice fat check for the TV money, is now being swallowed up with the insane pursuit of we got to build better facilities for football, yep. which is getting boat raced by the likes of Penn State.
1: There you go. In a nutshell, that's it, and that's okay. so it's very troubling to us as Maryland fans because right. there is literally no light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Third, and you hire a football coach who is his head coaching record. Mike Loxley as a head football coach, is five and forty-two as a head football coach, three and thirty at the universe, three and thirty-one at the University of New Mexico. But he was an Alabama offensive coordinator, I and mean, who can't win with these kids? So we hire him. And he grew up in Maryland. He's a former assistant under Frieden, five and forty-two. I saw five and forty-two on the field on Friday. Five night.
0: and forty-two, not too good, <laughs> as Spurrier would say. All right, 59 well, fifty-nine to nothing. Thirteen oh, minutes and God. forty-two seconds into Maryland football, which yeah, nobody right. gives a shit about but you. <laughs> we do a hard transition to Antonio Romero Romo, who almost well. He, he threatened to make the cut at a legitimate PGA Tour event with legitimate PGA Tour players playing in it. Maybe not the top 20 in the world, or at least not all of them. There is a smattering of them. Ronnie, I think that was a phenomenal run that he made at making the cut. What did you think? I have no idea what your response is going to be. It could be meh. It could be great. I don't even know what you think. You tell me. Uh,
1: I think it's incredible, considering at the University of Maryland Amateur Championship this weekend, I shot 80-79 on conditions that were nowhere near a tour event. So for me to even say anything other than how incredible it is that he had a two-under with, what, nine holes left? I think he was two-under and right on the cut line. He
0: was two-under and securely inside the cut line with 14 holes to play. So he had played – Four holes on Friday, two bogeys, two birdies to get back to two under. And I'm like, holy shit, just just par on in if you can, and you're in. And, well, yeah. we all know that's easier said yeah. than done. Here's what I thought about as I was watching Romo talk afterwards. I'm, like, watching him, and I'm like, this dude five years ago was one of the baddest motherfuckers on the football field in the National Football League. He was doing incredible stuff out there, and if it weren't for a back and a ton of other injuries that have jacked him up, he might still be playing. And he's this great golfer who can threaten to make a PGA Tour cut with not a whole lot of prep, and he's the best announcer. Yep. And he was a stud basketball player as well. Yep.
1: Like, and he seems like a decent guy. He's named like Jessica Simpson, which I think, in her heyday, is a very strong accomplishment. He did
0: didn't marry her though, but he married no. someone who looks just like her. He yes, married he, he married the stock blonde yes, smoke show, yeah, which is great. Good for good for Texas, Tony Romo. But what what do you make of guys that are just? We all know guys that are just good athletically at everything. You're kind of that guy, Ron, in a way. Thank you. You're a pretty I good mean, athlete. Uh, thank you. But, uh, well, you know, it takes me back. I've
1: talked to you on the show, on the podcast last one, about Gary Hogaboom, who is a sensational athlete. But you know what he told me? He said that the best athlete that he had ever been around in his lifetime, who was a teammate of his at the Indianapolis Colts, following uh, a punter named Ron Stark, and his name was Tupa. Do you remember Tom Tupa, Tom Tupa from Ohio state? He said that this guy was easily the best athlete he had ever been around. Apparently he smoked everybody, including the brothers on the basketball court. He could, he was the third string quarterback. He could do it all. And they said, um, Gary said he could throw the football like 70 yards in the air with ease. So there are these guys that exist and it also takes me back. I love when I watch like the little league world series and you see these guys that you know are going to be sensational athletes and they end up being professional hockey players or, and they happen to have just played in the little league world series, but you know, these guys exist and then it allows me the opportunity to tell Winston, my son about Bo Jackson and have him learn about Bo oh, Jackson. Yeah. And then I tell him about Deion Sanders and he's like, What? It's like he played in the ba- professional baseball. like, yeah, for the Cincinnati Reds, and he was good as shit. You and,
0: know? and he played on offense for a brief period, or at least on selected plays in the NFL, a yeah. fact that I had forgotten about, and so had Mike Francesa. Francesa took a call this week where he dismissively told a caller, he never played offense, and then the account back after this ran like five clips of Dion catching passes. Yeah, he played flanker. I remember he would be in motion all the time, and they couldn't stop him. <laughs> it's unbelievable.
1: It's, it is unbelievable. But Romo, but, you know, the pressure of trying to make a tour event, coming down the stretch with all of the cameras on you, and the crowd is literally there to watch you, um, who wouldn't be? If I, was, if I was at that tour event, I would have been out watching him too. You know, I don't like to go to tour events uh, because I'd rather watch it on TV, but to watch this guy in person just to see how he would handle the pressure – I wish he had worn a collared shirt the second day. I don't know if you saw it. His, the- his, his wardrobe
0: was terrible. Awful. It was just awful. plain blue and gray that's and no terrible. logos, no nothing. It was terrible. Like, man, what the hell? <laughs> I thought of you, the first thing I thought of you, I'm like,
1: oh, shit, he's got that stupid collarless. The blade collar. Yeah, it was awful.
0: Exactly. Well, but anyway, it, uh, it's uh, it's amazing to see guys that can, like, pick up something else that's really hard and do really well, and not embarrass themselves. So, yes, there's that. Uh, tonight, or by the time people listen to this Tuesday night, uh, I, I don't know what I'm doing to watch the baseball game because I thought I'd be home. We have a late breaking live remote outside the stadium down there at Nats Park. I don't have a ticket to the game. I honestly didn't envision being there for the game because I got to be up at O Dark 30 to do my morning show on 97.3, the game in Milwaukee. Obviously, it'd be pertinent if I was at the game to be able to talk about it for my Milwaukee station the next day. But, Ron, I got to be honest, man. On television, you see everything, you hear everything, you know everything. When you are at the game, you're like, what's going on here? Wait, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, no. No, I think you're going to pinch hit here. Yeah, okay, huh. Wonder right, what the- and you want... I wonder what well, the pitch you, count. Wonder what the pitch count is on Scherzer. Oh, wait, right. it's on the scoreboard there. Okay, I got it. Yeah,
1: but huh. I also want to know what kind of balls and strikes are being called. I I can't stand not knowing if this right. umpire behind the plate is doing a shitty job because I want to know if he's calling corners and if he's and- calling the high strike or what he's doing. If he's shitting the bed. And I want I to hear that, but you know, if he's choking, yeah. cause umpires choke too.
0: Sure. And I want to hear the announcers, the professional announcers, and we got TBS talk about what's going on in the game. I mean, look, I'm, yeah. I am not hardcore of enough of a baseball fan that I can sit there and go, oh, I, I've already thought three moves ahead. They should do this. They should do that. I mean, I, I do want a little handholding from the announcers. So are, are we going to get
1: Ron Darling tomorrow and uh Cal Ripken? Do you think who I love that group that, I'd have, have to run look it up. Probably darling. Anyway, I'm going to the game. I'm taking my son, Winston. If he does not want to go to the game, do you want to go?
0: What are you going to do? Just drop him off on the corner and tell him to get it? No, Uber no.
1: Home? Well, he has soccer practice. <laughs> if he does it, he may be tired. He's got okay. school and all that, but he may back out. But I have
0: tickets. I'm in section well, 136. So well, Ron, I, yeah. I would go with you. I would love to go. Okay. That would be a home run. Me going, just grabbing a ticket or getting a press pass, or going with someone rando, not so exciting. Me and you would be a lot better, though. But here's the problem. You know my thing. I always leave early.
1: Hey, I'll be there maybe an hour and a half. Because <laughs> I like to catch the end of the game on okay. TV. Are you shitting me? Okay, I don't even stay for concerts. I could go see my favorite art, artist and I'm out of there before the uh, before the encore because the okay. encores are usually shit shitty songs anyway. But
0: all right, um, fair yeah, enough. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Uh, do you see where Vontez Perfect was banned for the year? Yeah, it's ridiculous. My so, mom was.
1: My parents were at the game, and my mom said, or my dad said, my mom turned to him and it was like, "Why did he, Why did he do that? What was that?" You know, my mom knows football, but apparently, it was so obvious. Yeah, you know, he lowered his head. Lowered his head. Stupid shit.
0: Took a took a running start, lowered his head, and just blasted the guy. Fontes Perfect had been fined fifteen times in his career. He had racked up over five million dollars in fines and lost yeah. salary, and yet not only was he still in the league, Ron, but he was a captain. He was wearing oh, yeah. a captain's C. What does that tell you about the national? football yeah. league
1: it tells me that he could smack around a woman uh one time drunk and really fuck up and know that he fucked up and and be done be remorseful and be done but i mean and have no chance but you can try and kill people with your head and daryl stingley and these guys you can try and literally paralyze kill them, them. Right and but we'll let you back in the league. No, I know they're alive. They're par-
0: hes paralyzed, where he, where he's dead now. But right, you but know no, what I mean? No, yeah, no, things? you're right. And that's the thing is that the NFL had no problem blackballing Ray Rice, who went through every step, genuine contrition, spoke to women's groups, abuse shelters, et cetera, et cetera, d- begged to please give me a second chance. I'm not the person I was. That one night, never got a tryout. People were saying, well, he's 31 years old and his yards per carry was down. Fuck that. Guys were getting tryouts at 34, 35 years old at running back. I don't want to hear that. So there was that. And, of course, Kaepernick, which I won't get too deep into. But Perfect was allowed into the league at multiple stops along the way because here's my theory. The league doesn't care if you make yourself look bad or Or better yet, if you make the players look bad. If you make the owners look bad, oh, then you're on their shit list, and they will bury you. I almost think the owners like these players to look like savages who don't give a shit about each other because it helps them in their never-ending war against the union. I'll hang up and listen to your answer off the air
1: so true i have nothing to add to that that's perfectly said the only thing and i'll let you go because i know you're the time thing no are breaking fun. up a little oh. all right well okay we have five minutes it, it broke up a little on there i heard all of what you said but it kind of broke up i i can't get over the fact of i can't i watch some nfl i try i used to love it like all of us it's there's that funny uh, meme or mem that's going around where it shows uh you know, if you're, it showed Jack Lambert with no teeth and it said, this is your NFL and the NFL now. And it right. showed um, Cam Newton dressed like one of the Kardashians, you know, <laughs> but the offense in this league sucks. These guys cannot score. It's so amazing how important the quarterback position is. It's always been important. But if you have a quarterback that is marginal, who just sucks a little bit, you're not going to score. The the three point games, you know, the Redskins. We we don't even need to discuss. We know how they scored three. But didn't someone just score twelve? uh, Not even score a touchdown. Was that last night?
0: Yeah, Yeah. Saints against the Cowboys.
1: Okay, I mean, and yet and yet the rules (laughs) are (laughs) goals, and (laughs) the rules are set up for exactly. I know. know. It's it's a shitty league, Steve. It's going to sell, and it's going to sell forever. Uh, I think the real consumers of the league are not friends of yours and mine. I think it's more of the weekend warrior, crazy son of a bitch. Let's go drink. And yeah, I want to, I want to get fucked up and I want to get there early and I want to have fun. I may not remember the whole game, but I'm going to act like an asshole and I'm going to wear my Jersey and I'm going to love it. Uh, but I just don't think that people like you and me are really going to All these right. games.
0: All right. Quick hitter, Ronnie Thomas opinions ready. Here we go. Yeah. LeBron James's high school jersey is now up for auction. If you were a millionaire, would you make a bid on it?
1: Never, not in a million years. Why not? Because I don't like him, for one, and two. I, who gives a shit? <laughs> it's a jersey. I'd rather right? have. I'd rather have. Uh, yeah, Rick Barry's high school jersey, or no? You know what? Sell me um, Pete Maravich's jersey. I'll buy that. i right. would give you five hundred grand for it. A
0: a couple that's a uh, Bills super couple got married at halftime at a Bills game. Cute. Or cheesy? Those
1: are the people I'm talking about that go to the games. (laughs)
0: People
1: who would do stupid shit like get married at a football game.
0: If the Redskins go 0-16, is it a huge embarrassment? Or is the team and the franchise under Dan Snyder already soaked in embarrassment so it would just be one more thing in the pile?
1: Mm, 0-16 would be just validation of what we all know. That the owner is a gigantic... Douche nozzle. He's, yeah, he's. I, yeah, I keep saying shit. I've said piece of shit, shitty, mm-hmm. this and that. <laughs> but it seems to be the word, the theme tonight. He's a shithead, is oh, what he is. Yeah. All
0: right. So a, it, a guy recently got pulled over by cops in his truck for having a sign on the back window that said "I eat ass." Is he <laughs> the hero we need, or is he a guy who should have been given a ticket?
1: Oh. Uh, I don't even know what to say. It reminds me of the seinfeld
0: ass man ass man
1: when exactly. Kramer was ass
0: man <laughs> I just saw the i saw the uh I saw the uh the audio recording from the cops uh body camera yeah. and ha- he's like, yeah, you know why I'm pulling you over man that sign right there and he's like, what I eat ass sorry it's ass eating season oh. Well- what if it's, what if it's like donkey, isn't a donkey an ass? Maybe he's wow. a donkey or well, Now you're <laughs> acting like his lawyer, but it's just so funny. He's like, what? I'm not allowed to have yeah. that.
1: Oh my God. It's funny. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, did you man. see the Antonio Brown tweet about his English paper? No,
1: no, no, no. I've tried to just
0: completely forget about that. Do you know, Antonio, do you know, Antonio Brown is enrolled at central Michigan again. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, which is really? t- totally not a PR stunt to try to make him lo- look like less of a yeah. fucking maniac. Oh, yeah. yeah, He's enrolled yeah, yeah, yeah. there, and he tweeted out the following on Sunday. My English paper due by tonight. Did D-O. he say D? <laughs> Did he really? Yes. Oh, no. My English paper due by Dude. tonight, 12 a.m., <laughs> need a prof reader, make sure A's and B's. Prof
1: Reader, PROF, Prof. Reader. Yes, oh, no. hashtag
0: English ing 303. Uh, the great Tony Bruno tweeted, your English paper do what? <laughs> Somebody else tweeted a proofread correction of the tweet itself. <laughs> I need to see this actual paper. If Antonio Brown truly wrote it and did not download it off the internet, it would be a spectacle. Oh. Uh, but see, we have to be careful about that. You can't you can't pick it
1: apart too hard because you know, you even to reply to that tweet, you're gonna be called a racist. You gotta be careful. That's true. You know, it's just the way it is now. What if I found cautious. a white
0: what if I found a white guy who was really fucking stupid and there made fun go. of him? How about white how about white head coach Andy Reid who said after the Chiefs win uh, it wasn't pretty, but he said just like all of Mozart's paintings weren't masterpieces this one will sell for a million dollars later said on that
1: really mozart yes
0: yeah. yes is That's, that not know. the classic football guy
1: oh, thing really to is. Say? <laughs> there's he a lot of those mozart there's, yeah uh, believable antonio brown at school at central michigan
0: you're looking it up mm. now aren't you
1: no, no, no! I'm just oh, you just you just pondering, I'm literally it.
0: rubbing my chin, just right. thinking. Oh, sh-. how about how about this for something to cleanse the palate? And First of all, yeah. Ronnie, congratulations on defending your title in the Middle Atlantic Senior Championship. Uh, yes, the Washington Met Senior Championship. Congratulations.
1: Um, well, thank you. There is I full transparency. I'm not a senior yet. It's 55 years old. I'm 40. Oh. 55 is the senior cutoff. I'm 49. They do have a very competitive pre-senior competitive division, and I won that for the second year in a row. Shot 73-76, and I was proud of myself. That's awesome, dude.
0: Congratulations. I
1: beat some good players.
0: Another palate cleanser is Cam Champ won the event we were talking about with Tony Romo, and his grandfather Mac, the man who taught him golf, and watched him win the Safeway Open from hospice care, just 60 miles away, uh, has been diagnosed with terminal cancer and was there on the phone when his father embraced him on the 18th green after he made a 10-footer to win the tournament.
1: I watched it, and I had a tear. I literally had tears running down my eyes, and my son looked at me, and he said, Papa, what's wrong? And I said, get off your iPad and watch. And I rewound the DVR and had him watch it and a twinkle in his eye too.
0: um, Happened. Cam Champ is a hell of a player, incredibly powerful, mashes the ball like all these guys do. And he is of mixed race. His father is African-American. His mother, I believe, is is white. And his grandfather, Mac, uh, African-American and came from a time and a place in which Black people did not play golf, period. That's right. End of story. And he, uh, you know, was able to help teach his grandson how to play the game, and now he's a multiple-time winner on the PGA Tour. It's a beautiful thing. And,
1: and to be able to win under those circumstances just is very revealing about his character and his the size of his uh, his balls when it comes to being able to perform under pressure because not only do you have – the yeah. opportunity to win your second tour event in your first 33 starts, I believe, which has only been sure. done a few other times. Sure. But then to, to win that, to literally for your grandfather, who's dying. I mean, that's so that's special. And that's yep. why golf again is the greatest game in, uh,
0: in the world. Yeah. And when they hugged on the uh, green, you could hear his father saying, God is great. God yes. is so great. Yeah. By the way, Papa Mac first saw his pro first saw pro golf on a neighbor's black and white TV in the fifties and remembers being drawn to Arnold Palmer's brawn mm. and style. Mm-hmm. He didn't actually start playing until he found himself stationed in Europe in England, courtesy of the Air Force in the early 60s. He passed that passion down through multiple generations to his son, and it's beautiful because the game of golf that you and I love, Ronnie, it's a game for everybody, and it's a game for a lifetime. And it's rep it is, of being yeah. – uh, exclusive and expensive are lies and they should not be repeated nor believed it's a game for everybody that is for a lifetime that will put you in touch with some of the greatest people in the world so there you go
1: here here again nothing to add to that except yes you are correct beautiful
0: okay Ronnie a great run as always brother and we will talk to you uh, next week Thank you, Steve.
1: I love you, brother. See you,
0: buddy. Love you, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. We will end on this today. The St. Louis Blues received their 2019 championship rings last night. 15 round sapphires. Beautiful blue stones. And 16, oh, no, 15 round sapphires. Yeah, they're not green. 16 genuine custom-cut blue sapphires, 20 princess-cut sapphires, 282 diamonds, 10.6 carats. It's a spectacular-looking ring right there. It's got the scores of the uh, finals in there and uh, looks sharp. Quick thought. What do you think... Wouldn't it be cool if you were a collector to collect Every – a genuine ring issued to one of the players on the team that won a championship, every – a copy of every championship ring in all four major sports going back 50 years. So you'd have 50 years of the NFL, 50 years of hockey, 50 years of the NBA, 50 years of Major League Baseball. The rule would have to be the guy – whose ring you got actually was on the team at some point during the season. Doesn't have to be a star. Wouldn't that be a hell of a collection? And yeah, you'd have to have pretty much Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg. Fuck you money. Be a cool collection. I'd definitely insure it if I were you. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thank you for listening. Go Nationals and go Brewers. Go both teams simultaneously. May the better team win the Nationals. Are really good team. And may the team that is emerging victorious, may they go deep into the playoffs. We're probably not going But still, going to be a fun night on Tuesday, a late night. So forgive my tardiness or my sleepiness on Wednesday morning. Thanks for listening, and we will all see you next time.